What happened? All right, folks. Well, you call it after text without. So. Somebody else was on there. They disappeared. Jerome, yeah. Epic, you got sound? Got audio? On? Tess, we're coming through. Coming through. Is anybody on YouTube? I'm going to go on here. Make sure my internet is out. Was you here on Saturday? What was going on? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. <clears throat> Good evening. Welcome on Zoom. Welcome on YouTube. Minister Mike. Good evening. <clears throat> Good Uh, as you are coming on, um, what we had planned for this evening, we had an abrupt change. So, um, Brother Willie, um, at the last minute, wasn't able to get off of work, and he did a lot of work on his PowerPoint, and so I don't want him to not be able to do it, so he is going to push his lesson till next week. So we're gonna, gonna have a little lesson inside of our Romans lesson. We're gonna talk about how do we know if we're saved, which is gonna tie to our Romans. Um, I did put out a video on this, but we'll actually get to have a discussion and talk about it. Um, so Please engage as we're waiting on everybody to come on. We'll pray in in a second here, but just wanted to kind of update you. Um, he definitely was, uh, yeah, he was a little, a little distraught. So I did really encourage him and, you know, let him know it's okay. We'll, we'll bring it back next week, <laughs> you know, 
because uh, he really, really wanted to do it, but could not get off work in time. So you guys are stuck with me. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck, stuck. Stuck with me. Um, make sure if you're on YouTube, comment, let us know who's on. Shoot your name out there and where you're from and how you're listening and definitely chime in. We got folks in the room on Zoom and on YouTube. So we'll give it another two minutes. We'll pray in. And we'll get into our subject matter. All right. Hola. Hola. All right. We got folks coming in the room on Zoom and on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, if you know somebody that's supposed to be on here, shoot them a text real quick. <laughs> Shoot them a text real quick with the link. Hi. Tell them, hey, we starting. We get we getting going. Got my suit on. I see. <laughs> How Good. Oh, no, I'm bad. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. You have to tell me how your meal went. Which one? Oh, no, we're not going to a Mexican place. Oh, is this one jacket or two? This is one. Who's mine? All right, well, we're going to pray in. Um, remember, if you know somebody that needs to be on here, shoot them a text real quick with the link, and then uh, they can jump on and join us. We're going to need your interaction and discussion, so get involved. Um, so, all right, we're going to pray in. Um, any volunteers? On Zoom, in the room. We're doing that stuff a little bit. Oh, yeah, she came in after. <laughs> after we explained. Uh, Willie had to, unfortunately, work late. And so uh, he got pushed back to next week. Oh. So we're going to do a review or everything? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come before you and to review your word. As we've been studying Romans, we thank you um, for this opportunity to just kind of backtrack and remind us of what we've learned and um, just that we can reapply it. I know some of us have missed a couple of weeks or maybe just a week, and uh, we just thank you for this opportunity for the review. Lord, we thank you for everybody that's on Zoom, on YouTube, and in the room. Lord, we bless the food. Um, please let it be nourishing for um, our mind and our body, removing the impurities. And again, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. And Father, we want to pray over Willie as he is not able to be here tonight, but we pray that he too is, is safe and traveling mercies to and from his job. And for the rest of us, as we come to and from, we pray for traveling mercies as well. So Lord, just remove us so that we can hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So I do have a... Um, do have a video on this subject that you can go check out, but we're getting ready to talk about it live. And so 
uh, definitely get ready to chime in um, and interact. And so, um, how do I know if I am saved? Um, and so I'm just going to put that out there and we're going to go through the, the Zoom in the room, just your preliminary thoughts on how you would answer that question. If somebody walked up to you and said, well, how do you know you're saved? What's your answer? How do you know? How do you guys know that you're saved? You're on YouTube, you can pop that in the chat. I think that's a, a thought-provoking question. Mm -hmm. um, because the one thing I will say generally when I receive that, um, or when that's posed to me, is I don't respond with scripture. And so this is gonna be enlightening for me. Yeah, that's why I want you just I generally <laughs> respond with my testimony. Mm -hmm because no one can argue my testimony away from me. Um, so for me, my testimony becomes important to that um, degree. Yeah. Okay. Who else? How do you know you're saved? How do you know you're saved, Jewel? If you've confessed with your mouth that you accept Jesus Christ in your heart, well, not just accept with your mouth, but accepted him in your heart and that you are living to be more christ-like in all that you do okay so you confess you believe and you're living you're trying to right. okay lynn how do you know you're saved well because i've i've became a new creature in christ and he's totally changed me from the person i was before okay Okay. Who, who's next? Who's next? Minister Mike. <clears throat> Minister Mike, how do you know you're saved? I know I've been changed. Because I gave my life to him and um, he's my Lord and my Savior. And so he, he died on a cross for me. I mean, if someone was to ask me, it'd be like, because Jesus died on the cross for me. He loves me. And so I gave my life to him, which um, I believe allows me to be saved. But that's how I know I'm saved, because I just surrendered my all to him. Okay. Next, next, next. Who's next? Nikki? I mean, mine is similar. <laughs> um, but I have, because of my relationship with Christ, my faith in his promise, and because I have confessed him, as my Lord and Savior, and I believe the gospel to be true. Okay. Okay. Who else we got? Epic. Oh, Epic must not be connected on here. She hasn't been able to respond. I like what Taya said, though, too, mm -hmm. um, about her testimony. testimony. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, everybody's testimony is different. Mm -hmm. And it's our relationship with him and that testimony that connects us. Because each and every one of us, our, our, um, our encounter with him was our own, our testimonies, our own, and you, you can't make that up, you yeah. know, what he's done for us and how he saved us. So. Yeah, I would agree. I, have, I would agree. Well, we got somebody on YouTube. Yeah, I know I'm saved because I trust Jesus when he says, 
that if I confess that he is Lord and believe in my heart, that I will be saved, plus the evidence of the Holy Spirit in my life. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we're getting we're getting all the components together. Um, anybody else? All right. Okay, so I, I like all the answers, and I there's no wrong answers here. Is all all the answers are great. Um, we're just gonna, like as Taya said, we're gonna put some scripture to it. Yeah, we're gonna put some lyrics to the beat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we 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 got the beat. We gotta put some lyrics to it. <laughs> okay, so first question that we must ask and answer is do you believe the gospel which means you acknowledge jesus christ as lord and savior affirming that god has raised him from the dead and have devoted yourself to him meaning you live your life for him and his purpose which i feel like i heard everybody kind of say some of this stuff in their in their answer and so believing the gospel um Romans 10, 9, and 10. So everybody pretty much knows this, right? Uh, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Um, I think Lynn said this particular verse in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we as ambassadors for Christ, uh, God is making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And so in the book of Romans, we've talked about a lot of these things, about through our faith, our sins are not being added to our account, but they're being removed right from our account, that through Christ, our slate has been cleaned. You know, that there's no longer anything on our on our on our books. We are free from that. And as long as we're in him, we have a new life with new desires, new direction, new hopes, new dreams, new, new everything. As a matter of fact, Jesus says here in, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 25. Then Jesus said to his disciple, if anyone desires to come after me. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And so that's that com combination of uh, certain people said that, you know, I live for him now. Mm -hmm. You know, I live for him. So if I'm living for him, then I'm no longer living for myself. If I'm, and that means I'm losing my old life in order to find it in him. And so when we talk about being saved, um, salvation, you know, the word saved is soteria um, in your strongs. And it literally means 
to be saved from the penalty and the power of sin and brought into the provision of God's goodness. Mm -hmm. So you're saved from the penalty and the power of sin and you're brought into the provision of God's goodness. Mm -hmm. And so his provision is eternal life. It's, it's salvation in Jesus Christ. And so the first step is believing the gospel um, and, and following Jesus, because that belief should cause action. If I truly believe the gospel, then I live differently. You know, I, I, I step into this new life. Okay. Um, Can I slow you down? I have a yep, question. slow me down. So I heard you say you lose your old self mm -hmm. to live for more. To find yourself in Christ. in Christ. So how do you lose yourself when you're like, I know God's forgiven me for it and you're moving on, but then somebody, <laughs> you're still around people that try to hold you to that past. Does that make sense? <laughs> so how do you lose your past to find yourself in Christ? When I'm well, pushing and pushing, I feel like somebody's still trying to remember that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. But in what you're saying, <laughs> it's like you're you're the one that's not losing yourself. Right. So if you if that's not you, then it doesn't matter what they say. Right. They, they can say all day, you did this, you did that, you did the other. But if I know that's not me. Then so why would that why would why would that be a problem? Unless I still think that that's me. I don't think that's me, but so then I think it's just say okay, yeah. <laughs> Taya, Nikki, <laughs> so I think that goes back to the Lynn statement of I don't do the things that I used to, or as in what Paul says, I don't do that, that I would do we, last week, right? I do what is the will of God. And yeah. I think the key term in that was not trying, it's doing it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for example, because to lose yourself is personal. So, right. so some, what somebody else has to say. So like, for example, uh, I don't go off and lose my temper and beat somebody down, right? Anymore. <laughs> I would have done that. And I'm just, that's trivial, right. but I'm just saying that's a simple. Uh, and so even I'll have people around me that will bring that up to me. And the reason they're bringing it up to me is because I'm not doing it anymore, right? Mm -hmm. um, otherwise they wouldn't even be saying those things. But then there are those people that um, will say, you used to be like this, what happened to this? You know, And I have to be able to defend the gospel that's been changed. I gave my life up, I, I, I'm not me no more. I'm changing, you know, and that only comes through walking it out and time and people seeing you, right? I get so reminded of one of the people is my brother who always says things like, uh, always, he's, he used to be the biggest bully, 
you used to be quick, you know, and now he'll tell people she's not going to beat you down the way she used to because she's saved. And I'd be like, well, gee, somebody over here sharing my life. But because he's, he has seen the change in the beginning, he didn't think the change. I had to back it up with actually walking it out. Mm-hmm. Just telling him I've changed wasn't going to do it. Makes sense. I don't think to, to your point, Jewel, um, especially if the transition is still happening sometimes, and then people I want to remind you of who you are, whatever. And it's almost like people, I've, I've been taunted, like literally, to cut up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I pass and sometimes I fail, but it's like their, their ultimate goal was to taunt me like, you can't be different, you can't be different. I don't believe it. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to act like that. Um, and it's like they're they're not happy until you almost come out of character, you know. Um, so it, I, I so I understand what you're saying. Sometimes people just like, and it's almost like people can almost get off on that, mm-hmm. you know. You, you know, like remember I told you that they, yeah, they was like, oh, almost made you lose your religion, and it's not even religion, but you right. know, that was what they came to me with, like, geez. But I do think though, like, because I used to struggle with that. Mm. I mean, I still do, but I used to struggle real bad, right? And I remember, baby, you saying something about, well, then there's a part of you that still thinks it's okay. You haven't given that up. Mm-hmm. You feel like the way to get this done is to be this way. Right. <laughs> there's and, nothing wrong with and it. And you don't right. want somebody to judge you for still having that. So you defend it. You defend it. It makes you angry that they'll bring it up but when you but if you've actually left that behind then they can say it all they want they can talk about you and it don't bother you when you know that that's not you right you know that that's not the person that you are um this word deny um literally means to uh i think the best way to put it is to reject or forsake yourself. Pick up your cross and follow him. So if I forsake that part of me and somebody talks about the part that I've forsaken, Mm. who cares? Somebody talk about an old car that you got rid of. Like, I don't even have that car no more. Yeah, but that car was awful, and it was this, and it was that, and it was, man, do you remember it stink, and it was this, you know, like, uh, okay. <laughs> it's a square this big now, probably. Right, and so when you really let it go, so I think what we end up exposing is that maybe we feel like we're still struggling with it, and when they bring it up, it's tender, it hurts. Like you said, maybe I'm still in process. So I really haven't let it go, you know. So when they say it, it's like, yeah, but I haven't done that in two weeks, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. So it's that's a little tender. So you really haven't forsaken self. You're still in process. And even, um, you know, the, the word Raquel likes to use is, you get that that kind of thing like. Like even what your brother said, you know, back in the day, you would have just jumped on him. And now 
you let it go and now you're like dang did i just get right right because <laughs> then you start i think what a lot of times i feel like people do in putting me in that position right is make me feel some sort of way for being different mm-hmm. yes. yeah yes like you are the oddball out it's like but that's supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to be a good thing. <laughs> right. But sometimes I don't always feel like that's a good thing. And you got to ask yourself, why? Like, yeah. It, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, can I get in here and say something to that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, remember, I remember when I first gave my life to Christ, um, I was working at this job. And there's this, not call it this, this Hispanic guy there. And he would bypass me all the time and say derogatory things about women. And women, okay. Women. You doing good? Yes. Good. <laughs> and wanted me to look at magazines and stuff. And so I wouldn't. So what he did was he'd come in a break room later and say, you're different. Something's wrong with you. I can't figure it out, but I will. And then the next day he come in and he said the same thing. So he did this for a couple of days. And then finally he came in and he just saw the difference. And he says, I know why you're different. And I said, why? He said, because you're a pastor. And pastors don't do the things that I'm talking about doing. And so that's why you're different. And I just thought about that. And I was like, wow. At least he got to see that my life. You know, I wasn't a pastor, but at least he got to see that there are people out there that don't, you know, men that don't do what he thinks is normal thing to do. Cause he thought I was weird that something was wrong with me. Cause I wouldn't, you know, partake in what he was saying and laugh at what he was, you know, joking about and stuff. So, yeah. Hi. Um, Amber says that's it, but I want to add something too, because I think, um, you bring up a good point, Minister Mike. Sometimes it is that we don't see the change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At least from from me, like like you're going along and you're you're thinking you're changing and you're believing you're changing, but because you're battling your thoughts all the time that really are not that changed, even though your behavior outwardly may be changed, you don't really believe you're changed. Because you don't see it. Because you 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 thinking it. You don't see it or you don't feel it. You don't feel it. I mean, I think you kind of don't see it. I think both maybe pastor, but because I didn't really see it. I didn't, I just knew something was changing because I was like he was before a while back, before I and got that, and that's why I say are we we're using the term see. But do we really mean feel? Because obviously, you know, you've changed, but for some reason, you're not able to accept it. And it may be because you don't feel like you've changed because of the things that you're dealing with internally. But you know that you're not doing the things that you were doing. Right. I think because you still feel the things you feel or think internally, but also because the situations out externally haven't changed. It's really, so when they say it's 
the you in the situation that's different, not the situation. Right. Um, and so you combat that with my thoughts mm, are still there. I just don't act out my thoughts. You really don't feel like right. you're different. But you're but what you just described was different. <laughs> Because you're not acting out the things that you were acting out before, but you have the same temptation. And we always talk about temptation is not sin. But a lot of people think because I'm tempted to do something, I'm sinful. But temptation is not sin. Just because you had the thought doesn't mean that you're doing it. Right. Go ahead, Nikki. <laughs> um, and I'm not even sure if I'm more than this, but I, I you know, sometimes, you know, you you feel the change and you know you change, but maybe you were such a person at some point. When you go around other people, you almost feel like, well, you might even believe that I've changed this much, you know, am I worthy or, you know, well, you know even mocking, you know, like he couldn't have changed you that much, but we know that he can transform. I mean, Paul's off, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but sometimes I think you can get around a certain group of people, depending on how y'all, you know, were and almost be like, you know, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, hard to explain, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I, I pulled up this, this word new from 2 Corinthians 5.17. And uh, this word new it means all things are new, previously non-existent. But here's the part that I want to focus on. Begin to be far different from what they were before. They begin to be far different than what they were before. And I think we want them to be far di different, not begin to be. And so that process of beginning to be far different, that you're handling situations far differently than you would have before. You're thinking about things far differently than you would have before. Mm -hmm. Even if you're, even if you haven't caught up with it, as far as your actions, you're thinking mm -hmm. far differently about that thing than you were before. Ty. But jump in here because I'll, right. I'll eat this. But um, <laughs> I was going to say, though, um, that would require a a um, being put in the same situations. Which you usually are. Right. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> to see that you're not responding this, the different. I think that requires dealing with the thought that because I'm saved, I shouldn't have to go through this. Right. Which is not... A, a correct thought process yeah, not at all. but that's something that we hear all the time is that but where God, you hear I, that from oh, it, it, it's, <laughs> i don't never hear that yeah. I, I you ain't heard that from me struggle with this i want people to get from away from me <laughs> because i feel like they're gonna i'm like see if, if she wasn't around me i wouldn't be having these thoughts and I was almost like, it's like she's blocking my blessing. And I know that sounds awful right. and all bad, but, but she's actually helping you to prove that you are that saved. you are saved. I know. <laughs> she said, I know. <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> With me, um, firstly, it was a it was like a tug of war for me because I know a lot of people would say, Oh, you know, we see the light of God around you, or we see God, you know, and 
I'd be like, oh, okay, how come I don't feel it or see it, you know? And as soon as I was, now that I've been able to accept who I am in Christ, I have that freedom now. I, I'm able to not hang on to who I used to be, but grow in Christ now. So yeah, it, it took me a while to accept who I was in Christ. Yeah, and it, and it does because that's the key is that your mind and your heart have to catch up with what Jesus has done because the Bible says when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved. Now you've got to catch up with that belief. You've got to catch up with what that means. And that's why you have, you know, the Bible and you have discipleship and you have getting around other believers because now you have people to encourage you and to, you know, help you see that you're growing and encourage you like, you know, you're doing great. You're doing, you're like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm still horrible, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, but you, you're, you're doing a lot better. And so the first thing is believe in the gospel, you know, oh, go ahead, uh, Nikki. Um, I will say, I think it's really important to not forsake the assembly because you gotta be around like-minded people. Yeah. That's important. I know people are like, oh, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> really. In that process, you you gotta, even if you, mm, but you need that that time with like-minded people. Yeah. Because you're gonna come across so many other people that are not like-minded. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the second thing is, and we've talked about this in, in, uh, in Romans a lot, um, have you joined yourself to Christ through baptism, both spiritual baptism and by water? And I think this is a step to show the outward transformation because sometimes you can't, people can't see the inward, but they're they're both here. They're both, they're kind of one in the same, right? And so uh, Romans chapter six, verses two through four, uh, by no means, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Now, we talked about this ex extensively, that this idea of dying to your old life, and the symbol of that is baptism. You die to your old life, and you raise up, resurrect a new creation, a new person, right? And it symbolizes what Jesus did. He died, he killed the flesh, rose up in that glorified body, a new creation, a new thing. And so we are joined together with him. We are unified with him. And I think this helps your thinking too. You know, like you're saying, what's something that I can do that helps me to know that this is what I, this is my, my goal. Baptism is a part of that. That's why when people say, well, you know, should I get baptized? It's like, yeah, especially if you understand what it means there's 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 a very uh, there's an importance in understanding this process that you're joining yourself to Christ. And now that's the outward process. 
the inward process, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slave or free, all have been made to drink into one spirit. This is where we're really unified with Christ. You have the outward symbol, but you have the inward connection, which is the spirit of God in all of us. So that makes us all one. We are all unified together. So we're baptized in association with Christ through water, but we're baptized into one body through the spirit. You had your hand raised? No. I, 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 I was just going to, I had a picture in my head when we're talking about the beginning of something different, new, uh, of, a, of a baby. And you're saying to be baptized and we're new, right? Um, a baby. So when a baby's learning to walk, right, um, they are shaky. They don't trust where they're walking to. They don't even feel like they're walking, right? But in that same way is similar to us um, identifying that we've been changed, that we're, we're different. And so that's what it just made me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so baptism is that outward show and it's basically a step, you know, just like coming and gathering with other believers is a step, you know, in that direction. It's just something that you can kind of point to that I'm, I'm doing something different. I'm not doing things the way that I was doing it because you're always doing these things, right? Like when you were in living in the world, you gathered uh, with like-minded people, right? You know, you you did. You gathered with people, and you joined yourself to those people through the activities that you were doing. Sports game, yeah. whatever it was, whatever you were doing, it was like we're all doing it, right? <laughs> right? And it didn't look odd to anyone. Anyone, everybody understood what we were doing, and we knew why we were doing it, and we were together mm -hmm. doing it, right? It's the same thing in Christ. Now, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. So I have a new gathering. I have a new connection to people. And this connection is eternal. This connection is not going to just go away tomorrow. This is something that we have in Christ and we can celebrate. And it's always, he's always there because the Holy Spirit has been sent to connect us and help us and build us up. And I think somebody mentioned the Holy Spirit and, and when they were talking about how they know, the Holy Spirit is a part of that. He's the, he's kind of like the bonding agent. <laughs> he's like, this is how we know. You know, it's like Mary um, and Elizabeth, when they came together, the babies leaped in their womb <laughs> and, and, and they were filled with the Spirit. Like, whoa, what is that like when you come around people who have the same spirit, you know? And so that, that I think that that's a telltale sign is that unity that you feel with other people. Sometimes, you know, a person's a believer before they open their mouth. Mm -hmm. You're in the grocery store. You don't even really know that person. Right. Uh, this morning when me and uh, Minister Mike were um, at breakfast, um, we man, awesome. We got to pray <laughs> for our waitress 
um brand new waitress first time there and you know what we do you know so we got we got to pray for her and just made her day she's like i can't believe you guys are praying for me I'm like and my family <laughs> you know and her family yeah and so we got to pray for her but afterwards there was a guy now he got tattoos on hat turned backwards and you just still i just knew I started talking to him. Hey, man, God bless you, man. And we're talking and blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, man, God bless you, man. Uh, man, we'll talk again. Mm -hmm. Just talking about because he had his a picture of, I guess it was his son's senior uh, football picture. So he's in his uniform. He's like, because I was like, what school is that? I think it was North North or something like that. And I was like, it was a senior. Yeah. And it was always his senior game. And so I'm talking to him about it. And I'm like, what's he doing after college, you know, after school? Oh, he's gonna he's trying to go to CU. And it's like, well, CSU Pueblo's where my son went. And we talking and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, we embraced, hugged each other. God bless you, man. You know, and all it's like somebody else may look first, they'll look at me, big black man with a beard, and what you know, this guy, he's got tattoos all up the neck, and but somehow we knew. Right. And so that was good. That was good because when I saw you speaking with him, I thought he was a friend of yours from a football game. No, I didn't even know him. <laughs> yeah, taught his son or something or was his coach. I didn't know you guys didn't know each other. And so that's what you're saying. You can walk up to a person and know. I mean, the Holy Spirit will show you who's who and who's what. Yeah. Ever says he bears spirit. I mean, he bears Witness, witness yeah to our spirit yeah yeah so you believe the gospel you've joined yourself um to christ through baptism and the third question that you have to ask and answer is do you admit that the life that you lived before believing on the lord jesus christ was a life deserving of judgment ouch do i'm over here laughing <laughs> That the life that you lived before <laughs> believing in Jesus, before believing the gospel, was a life deserving of God's judgment. Yes, for me. And yes, I'm glad he paid the price for me to come out of what the judgment would have been, like jail or prison. But yes. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Do you believe that? Or you're like, no, nah, my life wasn't too bad. I just needed to get a little Jesus in it. <laughs> <laughs> I say ouch to that because that that is where sometimes I can struggle in my in my changed lifestyle because there are times that I'd be like well I wasn't that bad my life wasn't that bad right but I wasn't like some of them. No, <laughs> I know that I need a savior, right? I know that. I know because my life had went to the by the wayside. But sometimes feel like well, you wasn't that bad of a person, and so that's based on my norms around me, right? Like it's normal, okay? Like losing your temper and cussing somebody out every now and then was a norm. Not that bad. I've seen it be worse. So you wasn't that bad, you know, that sort of thing. And so struggling with, no, that's, that's 
wrong to to make a person feel that way by doing that. It's hard. It's ouch. Ouch. And, and anybody else want to jump in on that? Do you admit that the life that you lived before believing on the Lord Jesus Christ was a life of sin deserving of judgment? Anybody yeah. Else? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't raise my hand, but yes, <laughs> definitely. And trying not to say it, but even the life after I accepted Christ, there's parts of it that that I'm going through this realization that parts of my life after accepting Christ were still worthy of judgment. So yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Lynn. <laughs> Um, can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, Miss Lynn never did anything. She's so kind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, I've done my, my own share of sins. And, um, and I am so grateful that the Lord saved me, you know, because I've seen some of my relatives that are, are not saved in it makes me think you know um how grateful i am that he came and he died for my sins and changed my life around you know because honestly i if i would never i always say this but if i would never have met you on that bus i really don't think i'd be alive right now praise god wow wow epic said absolutely uh nikki um, I say yes, and I really like what Mr. Tim said um, before and after, because um, even though we've given our life to Christ, we still fall short. Yeah, we're not perfect. So I'm, you know, I'm so thankful that He died for our sin, um, and like, <laughs> and I sometimes we would probably, if we could have been like a a fly <laughs> on the wall in the former life of any one of us, we'd right. be like, Ooh. oh man. <laughs> So it's just Ooh. funny when I think about some of that because then thank God, you know, because I always think of, um, you know, even if I made my bed in hell, which mm. I have, he's still there with me. So I yeah. just thank God for, you know, that he died for our family. Yeah. 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 So, so this, this, this thinking, this understanding, this is called repentance. I don't think anybody's really slowed down to really talk about the practical details of repentance. Repentance starts with knowing that the life that I was living was deserving of judgment. I have to know that mm -hmm. or I'm not repenting because if I think, oh, you know, it wasn't, it was okay. I just wanted Jesus to save me from my pain or just heal deliver me from my guilt yeah. or heal me from my body, heal my body. Then that's not repentance. Repentance is recognizing that the way that I was living and and where I was at before Jesus, that was deserving of God's wrath and His judgment. Something that Romans, when we talked about in the beginning, shook everybody. Like, oh my goodness, God's wrath! Whoa, what are we talking about here? Why are we talking about that? But God's wrath, you know, is something that we have to identify. Um, because it's real. 
you know, and there are people that are going to face God's wrath if they don't believe the gospel, join themselves in the relationship with Jesus, and repent. And so this word metaneo, repentance, one of my favorite words to study, um, to change one's mind for the better, heartily to amend with abhorrence one's past sins. This is why you have to acknowledge that those things were wrong and deserving of judgment. You got to say, I, I yes, horrible. I, I hate even thinking about the fact that I was doing those things. Mm -hmm. When it plays in my mind, I cringe like, oh God, I was, you just don't understand. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. Uh, particularly with reference to acceptance of God's will. And what is God's will for the sinner? What's God's will for the sinners? To turn from it, to be saved, to repent, right? What'd you say, Mike? I was going to say what you said, that every man be saved. Yeah, that's his will. So when you accept God's will, you're saying, I'm going to turn from this and be saved. I want his best offer and it's salvation. Um, Let's go down here and look at a couple of scriptures. Now, these scriptures, I really enjoyed these. Uh, so the first one, and everybody can grab it so if you want to read along in your Bible. Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. This is a really good one. For we ourselves were once foolish. Now, I, I want us to really focus in on all these scriptures going to say what we once were. Mm -hmm. We once were foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and the loving kindness of our God, of, of, of God, our Savior appeared, he saved us, not just because of works done by us, in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by washing the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And so this passage, I like it because it kind of just lays out, this is, this is who you once were. But look at what you've received. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that it says, but <laughs> this is what you once were, but <laughs> when, when the goodness and the loving kindness of God, our savior appeared, mm, he saved us. And that's what we were talking about. How do we know that we're saved? Well, we once we're this way, were this way mm -hmm. but now <laughs> we're not, we're saved, not by works done by us in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes in and renews us, gives us new desires, gives us new inclinations, right? Our old inclinations are there, mm -hmm. but now we have a new inclination. We have something like, whoa, what's this new feeling to want to love instead of hate, to want to forgive instead of hold a grudge? To, you know, what is this new thing that's happening in me? <laughs> you know, whereas I didn't feel that before. I just felt what I felt and that was it. 
Tyre. I think that that um, that goes along too with with um, with uh, Mr. Tim and Nikki were saying um, because you know when I think about when I when I first come to know the Lord, there are things that are quite evident that you 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 have done away with, you know that that were you're no longer doing. But then as you even continue to walk with yeah. the Lord and you grow in your walk and time, I'm not, I mean, I don't have a, I'm not walking two years now. I'm walking 15 years now, right? There are things that are not as evident till you get to that point because they may be a little deep, deeper rooted or deeper, uh, not as superficial. Mm -hmm. And now they're exposed. And so he leaves and, and, and continuing to walk with him, you get to see the things deeper and deeper and it's still being, uh, it's still about repenting, regardless of what state you're, you're at, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times there'll be some places that'll say, oh, you know, you just need to repent and give your life to Christ and that's it. But that's why it's necessary for the prayer of repentance every Sunday, um, not just for a new believer, but because we're growing and changing daily. Right. And so, yeah, I do need to, I, I did that last week, but I'm not, I'm still changing. I'm See, not that same yeah. person. And I think that's why we, you know, we say on the prayer line, we should always be praying for God to create in us a clean heart mm -hmm. and renewing us a right spirit, you know, forgive us, you know, our debts mm -hmm. as we forgive, right. Mm -hmm. Our debtors, you know, and, and, and two words came to mind when you were talking intention and intensity and so in this walk with god we have to be intentional about this walk and the and the more intensity that we bring to this walk the deeper um the healing the deeper the deliverance you know because a lot of times we may be intentional but we're not very intense we're kind of casual we're kind of nonchalant yeah, we're kind of casual, we're kind of nonchalant. Oh, God will deliver me from this one day. My intensity. But intensity says, God, I, I want you to take this away. I really want to be free from this. I really don't want to keep struggling with this same thing. Like David prayed, create in me a clean heart. I think we don't realize the intensity of that prayer. That's a prayer of desperation, of wanting to be changed, of wanting to be different versus well you know at some point i'll stop does that come through, <laughs> through through also the the examination of yourself in him right because that's intensity when you know at the beginning i may know okay well, i am this way i have these issues but then as i walk with him more and more i start to see well here's another issue that I, and, and so i'm constantly bringing those things and and i may even say okay well that first issue has a deep, deep, different root than I thought. And so I need to deal with that and go. And so is that what you're meaning? Yeah, by? That, that would be intentionally, you know, attempting to grow in God. And with the, with the deeper examination, the more pressing into God's presence and the spirit is the intensity, you know, of that. Because there's a lot of people that are casual with their walk with God. Yeah. And they just, well, I went to church. I read my Bible. 
but there's no, I'm really trying to change, really pressing into God. I'm talking to him daily. When I'm tempted, I'm fighting. I'm not just giving in, right? I'm, I'm battling this thing. This is real for me. Like, God, you, 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 you sent your son to die. He's like, th there's an intensity. And, and I think that's something that sometimes we lack. Mm -hmm. There's other times it's there, especially right after a fall. People's mm -hmm. intensity level goes up. You know, especially when you didn't want to do that. How come it feels like when you're. I don't know how to say it. Feel like you're pushing in and you're pressing. God, I, I do want to change. How come it seems like it lasts so long? What Is lasts so long? Your being able to change and let things go. Does that well, make sense? Well, it's because you think it's supposed to be over. And I like what Tim put in the chat. Paul said, I die daily. That is dying to the old man, the flesh, so that we can be alive to God. This also mm -hmm. is being renewed and allowing God to create a right spirit within us. That this is a this is an everyday thing. I know we want to do it for a couple of days and it'd be over. And I don't struggle with that no more. Or is it that the deeper you get into that situation, the deeper you understand and more you understand to let go? Or the more you understand of how, how, how bad I am. Right. <laughs> you know, I start realizing, you know, the closer I get to God and his holiness and righteousness, I see how imperfect I am. I'm like, Lord, without you, right. I can't do this at all. I'm reminded of mm -hmm. uh, John 15, mm -hmm. but the pruning, mm -hmm. would this be the same type of, the, because it's the, the pruning to, to be more. But that's not your work. That's God's work. Okay. So then that would go to my question of, so are there some situations, because you're talking about intensity and intention, mm -hmm. right? Where if God were to pick at it, or prune it early on that you may shut down and respectively mm. quit. So when people say, well, God knows what he's doing and when to do it, right? Is that truthful? You know, I, I think that's people trying to make sense of why they are still struggling with certain things. And so they'll kind of shift the blame to God that he just is not ready to take that from me yet. Instead of really being honest and saying, I'm not really ready to give that up just yet. I don't feel like it's that bad a thing. There's something worse I could be doing than this, right? And that is that area where you lack that intentionality to grow and you're definitely not functioning with intensity. You know, there's, um, I think it's Colossians, where he says, you have to kill your members that are on the earth. He literally says, kill them. Yeah. Mortify is the one, is what the King James says, which means put to death 
these members on the earth and it talks about filthy language, uncleanness, you know, lust. And it's like, like go to war. And that's, that's intense, I think. Mm -hmm. And so what if you don't think that this thing is that bad? Mm. You're not going to go to war with it. No, no. You're gonna coddle it. You're gonna keep it around. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. I mean, let's just be honest. And so that's why I say intentionality and intensity. You know, that's really. And I, let, let me. I'm gonna pull this one up because every time I think about repentance, um, the idea of repentance is to me captured. Let me move this out the way. There we go. Second Corinthians, everybody go there. Chapter seven, verses nine through eleven. Yeah, Corinthians seven, nine through eleven. Okay. Everybody there? Second Corinthians 7, verses 9 through 11. Somebody want to read it? Yeah, I can read it. Go ahead. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in, in a nothing and in 10. For godly sorrow produces repentance, uh -huh. leading to salvation, not to be rejected or regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For, for observe this very thing that you, sorrowed in a godly manner, what diligence it produced in you, what clearing of yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what vehement deserves, what, um, what zeal, what uh, vindication, in all things you proved yourself to be clear in this manner. So I always look at this passage because this is where I get a lot of that idea of intensity. At verse 10, it says, for God, godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing, that you sorrow in a godly manner. Now, what does it look like? What diligence it produced in you? Diligence is intentionality, that you're, you're, you're on purpose working at this thing, right? What clearing of yourselves? This is the desire to be clear. Like, hey, I don't want anybody saying that this is me anymore. I'm not that person. It, it, it actually is in you to say, look, I want everybody to see that I'm not that person anymore. What indignation? This means a righteous fury. There's a righteous fury about this. Like, 
I'm not going back. I just, I refuse. What fear is termed fear is reverence of God that you, you see, you, we used to say when we was growing up, man, I'm going to put the fear of God in you, <laughs> right? Which means that you, you're like, I'm not going to want to do it no more. I'm going to be so in a place where I don't even, I'm not going to do that no more. I don't want to be what vehement desire. And this is, again, this is a word like indignation, that it means to be aggressive in wanting to be free and clear of this thing. What zeal? That's that bubbling over. Enthusiasm. You're actually enthusiastic about living differently. What vindication? which means to be made right. Like I want to show everybody in all things, you have proved yourselves to be clear in this matter that, that this type of repentance is like, I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to show you that I'm not that person. I'm going to really do whatever it takes to be different. And whenever I read this scripture, it's, 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 it's a struggle for people because it's like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, Tim, this is this is that spiritual jihad against sin. We were talking one day about you know the, the Muslims, Islam, you know, and they talk about jihad, mm -hmm. and jihad is this holy war, mm -hmm. right? And so, in its right perspective, jihad is supposed to be an internal struggle of overcoming yourself, wow. right? But radical Muslims jihad against everybody else, mm. you know. But really in Islam, it's supposed to be a holy war about overcoming yourself, okay. right? And Christians have the same idea mm -hmm. that there's this battle to overcome yourself. That's really what your battle is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you go on this holy war against the flesh, against these things that are separating you from God, that are producing guilt and shame and condemnation and making you feel unworthy of God's love and unworthy to serve him and unworthy to do the thing. Because at the end of the day, that's what the enemy wants. Mm -hmm. He wants, he's like, you can be saved, but I want you to be ineffective. Mm. Wow. I can't take away your salvation, but I can keep you from being effective. Mm -hmm. Right. You won't help nobody else. Because you won't feel worthy. You won't feel. <laughs> you know? When he does that. He, do, oh, he does it well, doesn't he? <laughs> mm -hmm. True joker, huh? I remember we talked about that one day. <laughs> you know, even though we're saved, because of some of the things we've done, we sometimes don't feel worthy to speak up or to speak the gospel. But people are like, well, wait a moment. Didn't you? Right. But then like you said, that our testimony could be where we clear that all up. Like, yeah, I did. Let me save me from that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I'm going to jump down to this Ephesians 1 and read that one. because we're actually, we're actually going on time. Wow, this is going by fast. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. He made, uh, you he made alive uh, who, were, who were dead in trespasses and sin. So again, he made you alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. I want to drill that in you. Mm -hmm. You were dead in trespasses and sins, uh, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power and the spirit, uh, 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 prince and the power of the air, the spirit who works, who now works in the sons of disobedience. So you once walked according to this, but that spirit now works 
in the sons of disobedience. So presently, it's working in them. You once were walking according to this. Okay. Um, among also among whom also we all once <laughs> conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. That's who we once were. And I think people have to drill that in their head that this is what you once were. When you start acting certain ways, you're like, that's who I once was. Right. Right. You know, and it's not about, okay, so here's what a person might do. <clears throat> they might try to get into this, I get I call it a morality dance, mm -hmm. where if I don't do it, I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. Then I'll start judging other people who do do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of understanding that if I don't do it, praise God, I overcame that because right. I might not overcome it the next time. Mm. Right. Right. So I, I can't get big headed. Amen. Ooh, yes. Right. I can't get full of myself. Right. Because the Bible says, beware him that stand lest he fall. Mm. And so. You're praising God that I once was like that, but now through Christ, I can live differently. And every day I live differently, I give God praise. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't live differently without you. Because I know, as Paul said, what's happening in me. I know what's in my flesh. <laughs> and it's not good. <laughs> so, so that's like saying that, you know, because even though I didn't give into temptation that time, right? Doesn't mean stay there. Right. It means keep growing. It means move, keep it moving. Keep growing. Exactly. It's like, it's like, you know, and I'll, I'll use Ty, I'll pick on her a little bit. It's like AJ wins a game, right? Mm -hmm. But his mom says, but you missed that block. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't you didn't get your butt down on this play. Mm -hmm. So you can get better. Mm -hmm. Y'all won. But, but keep getting better, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and we gotta we gotta have that mindset, right? I overcame, but man, they it almost got me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it almost got almost. I, I what she can I do better? <laughs> you know, the next time, just because you know, because we want to. Well, I I didn't do it. Let me pat myself on the back instead of saying, you know what, I didn't do it. But it was nothing but the grace of God that I didn't do it because right. I actually put myself in a bad spot. Right. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you know i almost slipped right mm -hmm. and so you once were but now you know you, you're you're the children of god okay and even too like you were saying with the pat on the back we have to be careful with that because if we aren't engaging in something anymore then we start feeling like we need to reward ourselves right in a different way mm -hmm. I, I need to celebrate Yep. And, it, and that, that ain't no goodies. No. I shouldn't have did that either, but I was like, well, I didn't do that. Don't be so a grace addict. Okay. <laughs> the, the pat on the back, though, is not recognizing that it's only by the, the right. grace of God or the, through the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. It's somehow can be misleading that you did something. Exactly. 
and that moves his grace. And I think that's what brings me to the next thing. And I guess we, we got a little time. Is your life displaying visible fruit and signs of the Holy Spirit, meaning the characteristics and the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Uh -huh. And so the characteristics, let's look at this word fruit, carpos, fruit, metaphorically, that which originates or comes from something. And the something that we're talking about is the Holy Spirit. So that which originates or comes from the Holy Spirit, an effect, result, work, act, or deed that comes from the Holy Spirit. So are you seeing things in your life that come from the Holy Spirit? And we know what the fruit of the Spirit are. Mm -hmm. Love, mm -hmm. joy, peace, mm -hmm. long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, mm -hmm. self-control. Mm -hmm. Against such, there is no law. Are you seeing those things? Are you seeing that agape love for people? Like, man, I, I really want to be mad at this person, but God wants me to love them, and so I'm going to love them. That's originating from the Holy Spirit because your inclination is to say, mm. <laughs> right? Peace or joy. There are times when life is not joyful, but somehow a song comes out of you. Like, where did that come from? That originated from the Holy Spirit, not from the things that are happening to you. Right? You know, there's a peace. The Bible talks about a peace that surpasses all understanding mm -hmm. that's a piece that comes from the holy spirit it originates from him because it doesn't make sense people say you should be stressed out you should be and somehow you know i got peace oh praise god because <laughs> sometimes i want to be i want to be your and it's just like he's like nope and it's, it's just you know that that peace and that joy just overcomes i'm so thankful for that because I think we were talking about that on morning prayer sometime. We wake up already ready to be <laughs> in a bad day. mood. Yeah. This is going to be a bad day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then he just, when that peace comes over us, and that's why it's still really important, whether you're on the prayer line or not, you're in your car, whatever you do. Whatever you do. Start your day off with him because it'll get, it'll try to get on you. And then, mm -hmm. so you got to get it right back out. So thank you. Right. Right. And so, you know, displaying the fruit and the or the signs. And so the fruit, you know, what about the signs? This is the grace gifts, the charismata or charisma, divinely empowering a believer to share God's work with others. Spirit-empowered service to the church to carry out his plan for his purpose. These gifts denote extraordinary powers distinguishing certain believers, enabling them to serve the church of Christ, the reception of which is due the power of divine grace operating in the soul. I like that, operating in the soul. And so, you know, I was, I'm doing a study right now on understanding spiritual things. And I don't know when, when I'm going to teach it or what's going to look like, but one of the things that I recognize is that we have ourself which is our soul, mm -hmm. our rational person that, that, that is us, that we know to be us, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have the spirit of God, which comes alongside you and you have to submit to the Holy Spirit's mm -hmm. guidance. 
because you still have your will. Right. You still have you. Right. Now, really think about that. You have you. Uh And what you think, how you feel, what you want to do. And then you sense the Holy Spirit come alongside you. I was doing a study on being moved by the Holy Spirit to be prompted or carried along. So the Holy Spirit says, come on, let's pray for this person. And you got to say, okay, Mm -hmm. because you still have you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Paul talked about that battle. I find two laws working within my members. Mm -hmm. One wants to serve God. (laughs) The other is sold under sin. Like it's like, yeah. And so you actually have to submit Mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is manifested in your life, which means expressing what he wants. Mm -hmm. He wants you to speak a word of wisdom. You have to say, okay, he wants you to, to, to pray for healing. You have to be okay with that. He wants to speak a word of prophecy through you. You got to say, okay, I'm going to say it, you know, because a lot of times we're, we're wanting God to overpower us, but remember the Holy Spirit is a dove. Right? The Holy Spirit is a dove, not a bully. Right. Right. (laughs) And so let's read this. So there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. Uh, There are differences of ministries, Mm -hmm. but the same Lord. There are diversity of activities, (laughs) but the same God who works all in all, but the manifestation of the spirit, the expression, that's what that word means, manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given a word of wisdom through the spirit, to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another, faith by the same spirit, to another, gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another, working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these distributing to each one individually as he wills. And so this is his best offer. He says here, I I, I wanna share this word of wisdom with Jewel, Nikki. And Nikki's gotta say, okay, Lord, uh, Joe, I don't know how this is going to sound, but here's what I, you know, the Lord is telling me, and she shares. Does he tell everybody that? Does, does everybody receive a word of prophecy at some point in their life? At some point in their life. If you got the Holy Spirit in you, somebody's going to need, as a matter of fact, Paul says that you are to desire spiritual gifts, especially. Are you saying receive it or give it? That give you it. may prophesy. So he says, desire spiritual gifts, especially that you should prophesy. Why? Because we need to know what God is saying. I always, that's always so interesting to me because if this if the Holy Spirit is in each one of us, why would he tell me to tell you when he could just tell you? Because for whatever reason, you're not listening. You're not listening. Why would you hear it better from me than from God? 
because you're it can be in the delivery. Mm. Well, actually, it's because you'll know that it is God. Mm. I was going to say sometimes it could be confirmation in the right. Right. You're like, you know what? I actually needed to hear that because yes. I thought I heard that from God, but I I didn't mm. think it was because I thought that was my own mind. Right. Okay. Now I have I have experience. <laughs> Pastors and that yeah, how it, that how it that's how it comes out as prophecy to that person because God had kind of dropped that in their spirit. But they thought, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure, whatever. And then the prophet comes along and says it. And now we got the connection. Okay, that that's that was prophecy, maybe. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the prophet. Right. Just I mean, know, or a person, right. Somebody comes on and confirms it. Yeah. 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 You know, pro prophecy to me is one of the well, not just to me, but according to Paul, is a very basic gift you know sometimes prophecy comes through you studying just through you reading your word and i and i do think and we've we've had this discussion before too in the group that we have to be careful with that because sometimes someone might say to you what they want you to do or they feel like it would be best you say you're in a in a i don't know bad situation and be like the lord told me to tell you that you need to leave but that's really what I desire right. for you. So you got to be right. careful with that. So I think people, when they're receiving from others, they have to be very careful. Well, or but that would be say, prophecy anyway. That would be. Well, that's just yeah. the only right. thing I could come up with. But that happens a lot. Yeah. Right. And that's where you have all we can do is teach and train for the people that give and that receive what is actual prophecy. And so yeah. just, just, just for the sake of that, you know that example you gave three things mm -hmm. that you have to check if somebody gives you what they call a word of prophecy mm -hmm. number one how does this benefit god's plan okay number two what does this have to do with god's kingdom mm -hmm. and number three who is this helping to know christ better who is this helping to come into salvation or repentance now, when you when you check prophecy against those things, mm -hmm. you limit a lot of foolishness. Let me say one more time. So, number one, how does this benefit mm -hmm. God's plan or His cause? You know, well, how does this benefit God? More, we can just shorten it that way. Okay. What does this have to do with the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. His rule, His reign in the lives of believers? And then number three, what does it have to do with salvation? Is it helping anybody to get saved or get closer to God? So if I come to you know you you uh, Nikki and I say, well, the Lord tell me told me to tell you sell your house. I'm like, okay, well, why does He want me to do that? Mm -hmm. And you have the right to ask that question, right? And if they can't answer it, then don't come to me with a word like that. And you don't know what God is doing because he must have a plan. This must be have something to do with his plan. If he's telling you to tell me to do that. Right. And then why hasn't he said anything to me about this before you came? Before you came, right. You know, you know, and then what does that have to do with God's kingdom? What, it, what they, I mean, it just cuts out a lot of stuff that is just like you said, people just saying stuff. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. somebody say, oh, the Lord just told me you need to leave that job. And why? 
Right. Is there is there something? Yeah. So that's, that's just what, what he I'm told me. You need to go said. back and ask him. No, I'm not asking him. You need to go back and ask him before you come <laughs> I mean, telling you me stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, need to, you need to go ask him. You know, and I think when you start, and, and we'll do some in depth teaching on that, but when you start holding, you know, people accountable to what they're coming with, yeah, you know, then you kind of eliminate some of that stuff. Confirmation, affirmation requires fellowship. Oh, we got a lot of little bullet points there. <laughs> okay. So um, let's see, I got three minutes. I'm going to go down to the last thing. The last piece. Are you enduring <laughs> till the end? What? People start sighing like, oh, God. <laughs> Are you enduring to the end? That's the final thing in knowing if I'm saved. If I'm saved, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with him. I'm not going nowhere. It may be hard some days. I may feel like quitting. I may talk some stuff. I may cry. I may pout. No. I mean, but I think that are you enduring no. to the end, meaning no matter what you face, you are determined to live for Jesus? Well, I think that's a true question. <laughs> because I would say, yes, I'm determined to live for Jesus, but then I've gotten to a place where I'm to an island, and now he's saying, Well, I need you to swim to that island. <laughs> We, we got to this one. We could. Let's make a life here. <laughs> Why we gotta go we like the next one? What's the next one? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Are you enduring? Because you get to the comfortable place where you're like, okay, I've been walking with you. I'm good. I'm Glad y'all get comfortable. Right? And and, I and that I'm looks like this. <laughs> but you hear him saying, "There's more that I desire." What the song said, there's more I desire of you. Right. And you could just be like. Well, here's what Paul says to them. <laughs> Paul says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul was never satisfied where he was. He's just going to keep pressing forward till he that saw him. Paul. You know, um. <laughs> I think that sometimes maybe when I'm feeling like that, that there's that restlessness, like we should, I should be doing something, something, something. Um, especially like, you know, like what we're talking about with the serving and stuff. That I think, like, um, is when I feel like I need to press <laughs> or do, you know, it's our judgment. Is where you feel like, well, God, you you ask that's asking too much right there. <laughs> like I done did all you asked all this, uh, but then really what you're doing then is being disobedient though, because he's desiring more of you. He's telling you, and I'm ah, oh, but I but you know what? My life is not my own. God, <laughs> you just you taking a big. You know, I like this Matthew twenty four thirteen. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. I mean, ultimately, that's that's the goal. And there's I have a few verses down here, but that's the goal. Endure to the end. Finish. 
And as long as you have that in you, you won't really have to worry about if you're saved because you're doing it. You're 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 hanging in there with Jesus. You're not letting go of him and he ain't letting go of you. <laughs> you know, you want to hear him say, well done. Amen. Well, that was our little detour. Um, we'll get back on track next week. Brother Willie uh, sends his apologies. It was a last minute thing. He got caught at work and couldn't get free. Um, so y'all, you got me and hopefully this was a help. If you want to go check out the video, which is, you know, basically I just go right through this. So um, you can go check out the video on YouTube, but you guys got to kind of go through it live and in color. So appreciate you taking the time. Um, we do have prayer in the morning. Um, we will have morning coffee, right? Uh, no parenting though. Um, no men's. Um, women's. Man, what, women's. You do have women's? Why do y'all get to have women? <laughs> the wild women will be on for Saturday. <laughs> um, rehearsal, and then we have Sunday Sunday service. Um, make sure you invite somebody. Invite a friend. Bring a friend out. We want to get some folks in and enjoy fellowship together. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for those that joined us on YouTube. Uh, Amber, Epic. I don't know who else was on there. Oh, there's not worship night. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think we're gonna end up foregoing that because uh, I don't know where everybody's gonna be for Thanksgiving. You know. You know. Well, then you can have you can you can have it at your house. Amen. <laughs> worship night at Jules. Amen. <laughs> all right. Blessings to you all. Uh, anybody like to pray us out? Any volunteers? Thank you for joining us on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.